0: This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey everyone and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher, thanks for joining us. Well, this week has just flown by. I hope it's been a good week for you. Uh, It has been for me, although one where I've had moments where I feel like I'm underwater, Um, but we all have those weeks, right? I've been seeing a lot of sort of getting back to normal stories in the news um, with the year plus that we've all been dealing with COVID and the pandemic, Um, at least in the New York area where I am, I see news stories starting to turn that corner, um, and, and gratefully so. Lots more people getting vaccinated. I get my second shot very, very soon, um, and so uh, looking forward to that. Um, I'm wondering if it's the same where you are. Are you seeing those turn the corner kind of stories in your neighborhood or in the areas where you work? If you are, or if you aren't, let us know on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, Share some stories about what you're seeing, what you're working on, and kind of the approach you're taking to your clients if you have pandemic or COVID related stories um, that you're doing. And, you know, the more the more interesting and innovative and creative, the better, because that's why we're here, week in and week out, is to share all these ideas, to trade best practices. Even though that's one of my pet peeve phrases, um, but but to trade ideas, right, and to figure out how we can all do this thing that we call PR just a little bit better. Um, so, so hit us up there. Let us know what's going on. Uh, and like I said, hope things are, are going well for you. We have another terrific special guest this week. So let's get right to it. Jennifer McGinley is the CEO of JLM Strategic Communications. She's based in the Baltimore area, but she handles clients across the country in nonprofit, higher education, healthcare, fitness, the arts, and much more. Sounds like a lot of the things that I do as well. So I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. She advises on community outreach, reputation management, and media relations, provides services including business strategy, counsel, internal and external communications, LinkedIn strategies, want to talk a bunch about social media, public speaking, and of course, press releases. Jennifer, welcome to the PR podcast.
1: Thank you, Jody. I'm so excited to be here and it's nice to, to see you in person. I've you know listened to several of your podcasts and it's just such engaging conversation and topics. I'm honored to be here today.
0: We're so glad that you could join us. And you and I met actually over social media through a mutual acquaintance, Michelle Garrett. Uh, PR is us on Twitter. Check her out. She's just a fountain of knowledge. And yeah, and I don't know how she does everything she does and still amount manages to post as much as she does. I know. Uh, someone to aspire to, as far as I'm concerned. But tell us about your work and JLM Strategic Communications.
1: Yeah, I've been in business. I think it's going to hit five years in October. So that's pretty amazing, especially with the pandemic. And, you know, my background is in um, healthcare um, nonprofit, kind of higher ed. Um, I started off in Philly, working for a community hospital, then a behavioral health hospital, um, moved to Baltimore, working for a medical school, um, the University of Maryland School of Medicine, which I absolutely adore. Um, the docs there are great. Um, ended up doing a little bit of fundraising and alumni work at the School of Pharmacy Then ended up deciding to work on my own uh, to be home with the kids. I wanted to work from home more and just have that flexibility. Um, my husband has a pretty intense job and it just I just had some great experiences helping some people side hustling, doing PR and media relations. And I just took some time to get my ducks in a row and decided, let me see if I can make this work. And, you know, it certainly isn't easy, but I love the opportunities that have come about because of it. Uh, I've really enjoyed meeting people all over the world. I think because of social media and Twitter lately, I have just been so amazed and thrilled with the people I've been meeting, um, especially throughout the pandemic that I'm so grateful, um, to have great colleagues now. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Do you find more and more, we're kind of skipping ahead in, in what I wanted to talk about, but since you brought it up, Twitter, LinkedIn, social media, do you find more and more clients are looking for that as part of a PR program?
1: Absolutely. In fact, and we were just discussing this right before we popped on here was that, um, organizations are realizing, and importantly, so important, that they need a, present, a presence on social media, or it's almost as if they don't exist. Um, so I landed um, a top-tier healthcare organization right outside of Philly during the pandemic, and I'm helping their LinkedIn strategy and, um, and Facebook. And I'm really, I would say, Curating their content because they already have such amazing articles within their magazines or newsletters that they send out um, as part as part of their healthcare organization, the hospital more specifically. So I I truly believe that every organization needs to have a social media presence. That has definitely become a lot more popular. And I've even worked with several authors now too, through a a new um, publishing company. And I'm trying to teach everybody, especially with new authors, they need to have an online presence, whether or not it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And I'm telling everybody, if you want publicity, you need to be on Twitter. I really feel as though that's For me, what I'm seeing and just that engagement and building relationships, if they're going to do it themselves, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people cannot afford a PR person, but I can help them with a campaign. I can help them with a strategy or give them tips and tools. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I had another client come to me. She's brand new as an entrepreneur. So we did a strategy call and exactly. I gave her tips and ideas on what to do on social media to increase that presence, so that she can land um, work in corporate and also paid speaking engagements. Moving forward, I really think that you need to, you know, prove yourself and be visible, and you need to be consistent, and this helps increase your credibility level overall. Because if I'm going to pitch. media campaign and actually i believe it was michelle garrett that wrote this beautiful article about yes oh my gosh you need to have a social media presence because the media is going to check out your website and those you know platforms to see how um often you're on there who you're engaging with because they need to make sure you're legit especially right now with all the news We need to make sure that our clients are legitimate. We need to prove that value um, every day. So yes, social media presence is really imperative.
0: Yeah, and and I also hear the phrase, and I think you've heard it too, curating content, right? But what does curating content mean? I mean, people produce so much stuff Right, an organization can produce so much stuff without even trying, um, much less you know actually sitting down and writing a blog or a byline or whatever it is. How do you help uh, your clients curate their content? Is it just like making sense of what's out there, or how do you go about it?
1: That is such a fabulous question. And with my behavioral healthcare client outside of Philly, what we're doing is she, uh, my client, basically gave me spreadsheets of all the content they had had for several years. Then we decided to to do it like an editorial calendar, do it on a spreadsheet, it, you know, May is mental health month. So let me tell you, we were ready a couple of months ago with our content. And the thing is, we're emailing each other every day, going, Did you see this article? Did you see the New York Times? Did you see this in the Enquirer or whatever? So we're adding in that content as well to stay relevant with whether or not it's their Facebook audience or their LinkedIn. So for Facebook, it's building a community of people that could use the services of this behavioral health facility. But for LinkedIn, it is going to be more of an HR avenue because they definitely need to recruit more psychologists, therapists, social workers, because we all know with this pandemic, mental health is one of the most important, um, I think, sectors of healthcare, that this is going to be years and years of Uh, people coming out of this and really needing to move forward in a very healthy way um, with their brains, with their mental health. So it's been so exciting. And I feel so lucky that we started working. It's almost probably nine months now. And we've known each other for a very long time. So the trust was already there. And so I could just jump right in to help this organization. And it's been amazing. And like I tell, told her the other day, I'm like, I could do this all day for you because I love it so much. And it's the curating and, and seeing what makes sense. And it's reading the room. What do people, what do people need to hear? So, you know, if we post on Tuesday, it can be a little bit more serious. By Friday, um, I think we did something on the importance of knitting for your mental health or, you know, we're definitely pulling New York Times stories um, or anything on parenting um, and doing something, you know, fun on Friday. I think that's really lighten it up a little bit but then we can do you know data and stats during the week to help either platform.
0: Yeah, reading um, the room. Is, what a great what a yeah. great phrase you bring up yeah. there because if you're if you're just shouting into the void all the time, I think people are going to start to ignore you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's that slow engagement and we're not boosting, we're not paying for anything. We want a, a pure organic reach. And so, you know, it's a huge organization with a lot of leadership that's absolutely Amazing and brilliant. So it's been slow and methodical and strategic, which I feel very lucky to have that time to work closely to move forward in a way that is most appropriate for them.
0: You cover a lot of different types of industries. In addition to healthcare, you have a couple other different types of clients, uh, nonprofit, arts, so we ran them down. Um, What drew you to all of these? What about your background or your personality drew you to these types of clients?
1: Awesome question. So I think healthcare, I jumped into, I actually worked with an anchor at KYW It was patched Rocky at the time. Um, I worked at KYW and she ended up helping me land my first job, uh, because she was doing a story with, um, the PR director there. And I guess she said, I need a PR assistant. And she's like, and I've got the person for you. And I'd always wanted to go into uh, broadcast journalism, but she's like, Jen, give this a try. You can start interviewing, you know, for broadcast journalism jobs, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I just absolutely loved the fact that my first boss out of college said, you are ready. You have the foundation of writing and communication skills and curiosity, but now I can groom you to work with the media because she said that just wasn't her favorite thing. And so, you know, to start a media relations program at that community hospital was amazing. And then I ended up going to a couple of small PR agencies um, outside of Philly in the suburbs. Then Went back to actually my alma mater to help out in a PR role for them, and then ended up at a behavioral hospital, behavioral health hospital, and that was just one of the most satisfying jobs I think I've ever done because, you know, I was, you know, curious about mental health, you know, the stigma attached. Absolutely, um, we've come so far in a couple of decades, of course but the leadership there trusted me right away they hadn't really done any media relations so i increased their you know media relations by 500% within the first year and it was training docs you know teaching them the importance of public relations media relations you know i just set up a whole program that if we got a call we needed to respond within 30 minutes and i still try to hold that today that being really really quick and efficient and responsive um, with the media. And then, you know, moving to Baltimore medical school. So it's always been healthcare. When I went out on my own, I decided naively enough that, oh, I can help artists and fitness instructors and everything. And I did a lot of that. It was fabulous. But in reality, they do not have the budget to move forward so i could do small campaigns but it wasn't going to be long term and so i've pulled back from that and i'm really all in with with health and even more specifically behavioral and mental health
0: which i adore it's
1: just such an important um you know industry to be in especially now
0: yeah that that is sort of the double-edged sort of the industry that we work in you know on the one hand um we are very cost effective in what we can accomplish. We can get a lot of bang for our buck, right? Uh, on the other hand, um, there are a lot of would-be clients who simply don't have the properly allocated budget to engage in a sincere mm-hmm. uh, and serious PR campaign. And we sort of sort of sometimes have to let them go or let them know, eh, you're you're just not ready yet. You know, here's what you need to have in place. Um, when you do jettison those types of folks, I know I I have done this. I typically give them a little advice for the road without giving away my media list or something like that. Do you ever do that?
1: Um, I think in my situation, I had taught them so much that, you know, if I could help them a little bit with a strategy call or we could work a couple of months together, I was able to garner really solid media placements for them quickly to help them get them on their way. Um, and knowing that if they wanted m- more tips and more help that you know I, I couldn't do it for free. Um, and I think as all entrepreneurs and most of the people I've talked with, they've all gone through that. And it is hard. Um, I'm definitely a helper by nature but when you're running a business you know it i just i have you know bills to pay too and that's been that's been really hard because when you're an employee with a large organization you can help people on the side a little bit at night or in the morning but when you're totally you know, on your own and I'm a solopreneur, it's, it's a very, it's a game changer. You really have to have those proper healthy boundaries. And so now I can do strategy calls and usually I'll do a quick 15 minute coffee chat to see where this new entrepreneur is and what the reality is of the situation. And so I can do a strategy call. Um, we can have a couple of them. Um, I can give them tips and tricks. I can do workshops. Um, so I've been able to help people that way because I don't, You know, I just see educating people on actually what PR is and the value of it is one of my missions as well within within my business.
0: That's a really great approach. And because, you know, we all run into people who think they know what PR is or what PR does. And inevitably, I'll. Be generous and say more than half of them don't. (laughs) They have an idea, but they really don't know what goes into it. And so part of what we have to do in our business is really educate people as to what PR is, what it can accomplish, what it can't accomplish. Um, And and I'm very quick to point out that one of the major things that PR is not built to accomplish is sales. Um, You know, yes, we'll get you more exposure to your business or to your thing or to your service or to whatever that is. But we're not going to draw a direct line to your cash register because that's not precisely what we do. We let people know about you and we hope they beat a path to your door. Um, how do you have that conversation with clients?
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And in fact, I did it on a potential client call the other day and I said, you know, they're like, well, you know, it's marketing and everything. And I'm like, okay, let's back up. I, you know, it was that tough conversation that marketing has a bottom line ROI and that can be more financial. Public relations at its foundation and at its very best is all about building relationships. And, you know, I, a lot of us were getting in a flurry of activity on Twitter talking about, you know, public relations isn't just media placements, public relations isn't magical. It's because there's so much hard work going on. And, You know, the real core of PR is building relationships. I have relationships literally going back to 1991 that I can call upon. If I need something, and I, I covet those relationships, I respect those relationships. and you know, doing media in Philly, they knew they could call me and I would I would take care of them if they needed a source, They needed an expert, they knew I was going to provide something really valuable and important to help them. And you know, I think public relations practitioners, we all know that our job is to provide value to help others. It's not just about our client. You know, I always say it's not It's not about you. I'm not being disrespectful, but I have to provide valuable content to a media outlet. I need, if we're going to do a speaking engagement or community outreach effort, you know, for a nonprofit, we have to think about other people and serve others. So I think... Having that mindset and clearly communicating that with clients has been very valuable, and it's very transparent.
0: A former mentor of mine, wonderful, wonderful woman, used to say, uh, it's not about this hit, it's about the next hit. And what she meant by that was what, exactly what you're saying, relationships. This is all about building relationships with the people you are going to be working with for a very long time, whether they're reporters, writers, editors, producers, um, whether they're clients, potential clients. And I love what you talked about, sort of um, almost cultivating uh, new, a new client pipeline. You know, if they can't afford the PR right now, you help them along a little bit you give them some of the fuel they might need to grow and then they could turn into tomorrow's client. You never know. Um, it's really, you're, you're so right. It's all about relationships and trust and sort of building what we do for the future and giving back. I mean, and, and, yeah. and it's clear that you have uh, this just huge giving back streak in your DNA.
1: Yeah. And that, that does come from my dad. Um, he did 50 years of fundraising for, Catholic universities up and down the East Coast. And it was fundraising. And um, it was just to work alongside of him and to see him shake hands, look people in the eye. And he loved stories because when you're doing fundraising, it's all about that backstory of that potential donor or that organization. So storytelling, I think, and the news too. That's what the news is all about. It's telling stories. And I I love for me, I've been very lucky to work with some amazing individuals that it's an adversity to empowerment story. And for me, I can, I can sell that story to the media because it's really powerful. It is going to, to make someone's day. It's going to inspire someone. And I love that space of like nonprofit or behavioral health and and healthcare overall, because there's just, um, there's there is that giving back there. So it's just, it's easy for me to see those stories and to mine for those stories when I get inside the head of a potential client or an organization and start digging deeper to find out what's really going on and what's, what's amazing and exciting that we can, we can really draw out or extrapolate from.
0: What advice do you give to clients when they're starting to engage with you? We, we sort of brushed up against this a little bit before, um, but when you're either starting to work with a client or even maybe you're talking with that client that's starting to think about PR, um, are, there, are there things that you urge people to, to think about, to consider, um, or, or maybe to um, uh, gut check? you know, on, on, do I want to start a PR program? Is it going to be the right thing for me? Because a big part of us working with clients that turn out to be good clients are figuring out the ones that are ready for PR.
1: Exactly. And I think again, in a um, meeting I had in the last week and even a couple of weeks ago, it's a commitment. Um, You know, it's not, it's not a quick, it's not a quick hit it's not easy. I had one client I had sent a a proposal to and she came back and she said, well, I don't need that service. Just let me know when I'm going to be in the news. And I was thinking... I obviously did a bad job of explaining that it's a complete collaborative effort. That I'm going to need to come to you, sometimes daily, weekly, to get a quote from you, find out what's going on in your organization, have a weekly meeting or an update, or you know, I need to provide weekly summaries to them on where I am. That it, it takes time. It takes my time of building a relationship with that person and build trust and a great kind of seamless way of working together. So it's, I always say it's like a well-oiled machine all of a sudden we're in this great groove. And so, you know, it's, it's, couple of months sometimes to get down our messaging and bio and uh, make sure the website is ready, make sure our social media is intact and me explaining all of these details before I would even think of doing a media campaign. It's I we, the homework needs to be done first, basically, and I need to prep them and I will walk them through the reality that if there's breaking news or if I even get a horror pitch, I'm going to call you and we need to run with this. And I did have, you know, a couple months after I started working with a client, she said, oh my gosh, Jen, you're right. You said this would happen. And I said, that's why we prepare, prepare, prepare. And it was so dreamy because I had a vision for her and it all came to fruition. And It was October 1 of Mental Health Month a couple of years ago. She was on at 7.15 a.m. in the morning talking about women and mental health. And I was like, yes, it worked. And then we aligned with the Ford Kavanaugh trial and women and the Me Too movement. And she had a beautiful story that she was so brave to share. And it's um, like one of the talks I do now is called Handle With Care because I take the hands of my clients and I walk them on this journey of what what. Their vision is, but I also blend it with the gut check and the reality check of what the media really wants or what a community outreach program is going to look like and, you know, blending their ideas with my experience of over 25 years in PR and, and coming up with a strategy that is really, um, blended and collaborative. And that's that's the reality. And it isn't magic. We, I just did a tweet this week and I'm like, it's not magic. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that people might not often think about, but it's my job to be set expectations and boundaries and be very clear in my communicating. I mean, that's what PR people do. We are clear communicators. And I think in this pandemic, if we haven't all learned by now with everything going on, we need to impress upon everybody that we come in contact with the importance of clear communication. And I even have a little phrase. It's clear, consistent content and communication, build a community.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's it. That's a good one. You are going to trademark that and sell t-shirts. <laughs> I know you I should I like that a lot. Oh, really
1: t-shirts, good. merch. We need merch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll put that on the back of the PR yes. podcast t-shirts. I love it. So that's yes. what we'll do. All right. Building community. We'll get we'll get you a it quote. Is. We'll get yeah. you a quote. Yeah. All right, well, that, this, this has been a great conversation, Jen. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're gonna segue now into uh, the rapid fire uh, question portion of our PR podcast. This is where we steal that page from the inside the actor's studio. I prepen- pretend I'm James Lipton and we ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions. So just give me your gut reaction, one or two word answers. And with your indulgence, here we go. Rapid fire question number one. What is your favorite news source?
1: New York Times.
0: Rapid fire question number two. What is your favorite social media platform? Twitter.
1: Twitter. I feel bad about the LinkedIn because I'm on LinkedIn too, but lately Twitter rocks.
0: Twitter has been burning it up. Love it. Yeah. So fun. I, I, I I always come back to it. That's yeah. the thing. I'll go away. Yeah. I'll do this one. I'll do that one. I always come back to Twitter. Yeah. and that's the news person in me. It's like an AP yeah. news feed. It's just, it's constantly cut. So anyway, this is your segment, not mine. Rapid oh. fire question number three <laughs> coffee or alcohol? Oh, both. There you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire question number four. What is your favorite on the run food? Oh wow. On the run. We're Sushi. always moving. Yeah. Sushi. Sushi. Oh, I love that one. Very good. All right. Rapid fire question. Number five. What, it, what do you want to be after you finish this career?
1: Wow. Maybe work for a foundation.
0: The good runs deep in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't help it.
0: <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Jennifer, this has been a great conversation. Please let people know where they can find you online.
1: Yes. uh, Jen L. McGinley, 16, JLM Strategic Communications on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, JLM Strategic Communications and LinkedIn as well, Jennifer McClure McGinley.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Everybody, if you're in her area or even if you're not, but if you're in the areas that we talked about today, look her up. Jen is a, a terrific pro. Uh, Thanks again, Jen, for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The PR Podcast, and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Appold. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials, and online at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast.